You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. I'm 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good because why? We lack consciousness and consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope everything is well viewed today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping to weather was accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it wasn't, you got it done anyway because we know you. We love you. We respect you. You don't procrastinate. You don't put off nothing. You get it done. I go to work. <laughs> that, that's it. That's uh, Big Daddy Kane. I go to work. 
Yeah, this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, you can just use whatever search engine you want to use. You know, Google, Google Chrome, Firefox, Time for an Awakening. Yes, use Time for an Awakening. And uh, and put in Baba Oshi, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I, babaoshi.net. And once again, there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, uh, people were having trouble with um, TuneIn, which is the radio app. And, uh, of course, radio programs from everywhere and local local radio programs to programs around the world. But what happens, and in particular, I don't know if it's because of the free, uh, those who have the free app, like I do, they cut away to commercials on Time for an Awakening. So if you're on um, TuneIn, listening to Time for an Awakening, they may cut away for commercials. So then just go to Time for an Awakening in the middle of the uh, page on the right-hand side, is the program that is airing and so you click on that and then you'll hear this program and I hope uninterrupted so alright time for an awakening other programming that we have here on time for an awakening this program every Monday Wednesday and Friday 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 10 to 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and that's Eastern time and all times are going to give, give it Eastern times the program hasn't started yet for Black Reality Think Tank and um, with um, Alfonso Watkins, he's doing some things to get his business, his uh, psych- psychology business together in the Phoenix area, Phoenix, Arizona area. But when it happens, it's going to be from 8 to 10 on Tuesday. Thursday from 7 to 8, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement from 7 to 8 on Thursday. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m., it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then on Saturday from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council, 7 to 9. And then on Sunday, once again, at 7 p.m. from 7 to nine, some 7 until time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. Time for an awakening. We by Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses, WeBuyBlack.com. Brothers and sisters, go there, shop there, donate to help bring a supermarket to the Atlanta area. You know, believe me, Atlanta's not Wakanda, damn it. Okay? Because if it was, it'd have. Many supermarkets. It have its own um, retail stores, its own shopping centers, its own. No, I mean, in fact, you know, the the Indians. When I first moved here, I lived in Decatur, and uh, I went to the hospital on, on North Decatur in that particular area off of Lawrenceville Highway. 
and the Indians have businesses in that area around that hospital. The businesses, all kind of businesses. In fact, they have a strip mall in that area. And that strip mall has all kinds of stores, of course. A supermarket, convenience store, furniture store, appliance store, uh, apparel, jewelry, of course, a takeout restaurant, and a sit-down restaurant, and more. And it's thriving. I drove through there about a few, well, at the beginning of the year. Because I was on on that side of town. We have nothing like that. We have nothing like that. Yes, we got some Jamaican restaurants, some uh, soul food restaurants, hair, hair, hair and beauty. We do have hair and beauty supply stores, which, of course, some cities don't that are predominantly black because the Koreans uh, own them all. And there are some sisters who are doing nails. Because, you know, in the, in the malls you might go to, you'd probably see nothing but Asian Asian women and men doing people's nails, you know. So there's some, but it's not to the magnitude that it should be and must be. Well, let me get off of this. That's a conversation we can have another day. <laughs> uh, Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tahimba. My good brother, Africa for the Africans. He's uh, planning a trip upcoming next month, May 24th to June 5th, going to Ghana. After that, it's going to be July 20th to the 30th, Rwanda. After that, November 16th to November 27th, Tanzania. Some people pronounce it Tanzania, but from my understanding, the people pronounce it Tanzania. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia. And of course, you know Azenia, uh, South Africa. Yeah. Azenia, okay? Remember that. That's what the brothers and sisters call it. Liberia, March 29th to April 9th. March 29th to April 9th, 2024, Liberia. 11, July 11th to the 23rd, Ghana. December, no, excuse me, November 21st. To December 2nd, Kemet. December, November 21st to December 2nd, going to Kemet. And then um, April 1st to April 11th, back to Senegal and Gambia. And of course, uh, on the website, ways that you can invest, the other things that you can do, um, and repatriate. All the information, all the information is right there on the website, Africa for the Africans. Brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to videos, go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans. Habasha, Habasha Incorporated.org. Habasha. Habasha has a program. Habasha presents Organic Fest. That's going to be Saturday, June 24th, from noon to 8 p.m., 477 Windsor Street here in Atlanta. You know, garden tours and workshops, children's corner, creative kumba, children's corner, holistic food vendors, live music and entertainment. That's going to be June 24th, 2023, noon to 8 p.m., 
Organic Fest put on by Incorporated.org. Go to Incorporated.org and see for yourself the great work that they're doing and, of course, the Kashi Project that they unveiled in October of last year in Ghana. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development for Group, group Economics. Ledge has 12 projects in six different countries on the continent with over 170 employed and over 260 members. Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development. Because you know they work in the four areas of human existence that are vital and necessary. That is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibia Tumi. Abibia Tumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. Abibiatumi.com. They're having their power conference upcoming. That's going to be July 7th through the 9th. July 7th through the 9th in Ghana are the conference dates. Uh, if you go to the website, abibiatumi.com, you'll get more information that some of the themes, economic, military, institutional, educational, agricultural, technology, industrial, family, community, and nation, and spiritual power abibiatumi.com A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I.com Smy Pharmacy Smy Pharmacy that's right S-M-A-I F-A-R-M-A-C-Y dot com contact Brother Jabril at 770-765-7751 770-765-7751 and uh, you talk to Brother Jabril and uh, if uh, you have some issues with what's happening in your physical health, some of the things that you're taking that you're not comfortable with, you know, he can develop a holistic, organic program for you. Smy Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. The Moses West Foundation and the Jackson Water Rescue. The Moses West Foundation, I was... Of course, I'm going to be talking about it after the break. Um, the State of the Black World Conference that I attended this past weekend. And uh, one of the workshops, of course, I definitely wanted to go to was the one on water, which if I wasn't there, Moses West Foundation wouldn't have been mentioned. That's a damn shame. But anyway, I'm going to talk about that later. So, But yeah, go online to MosesWestFoundation.org and donate and donate to the Jackson Water Rescue or make something specific about uh, AWG, Atmospheric Water Generation, AWG. So we'll talk more about that. And well, I can talk about this right now, though, because uh, this past weekend I uh, saw on, on, on streaming a number of programs talking about water and the issue of water. One that caught my attention was a solar panel that can generate water. $8,000. As you know, the the AWG that Moses West develops costs about $80,000. But it's huge. <laughs> Much bigger than this is a solar panel for you and your family's needs. What he does is is more communal number of people can utilize that and that's what's happening they need to have more of those in Jackson as I said to them at the conference this is not the solution but it's part of a solution 
to the scarcity of water globally because of climate change. Things are drying up. If you get a chance to go online and look at it or you catch a television documentary or so forth or news feature, you'll see how serious the problem is. How serious the problem is globally. Water is a human right. Water is not something that should be commodified. Water is a human right. It should be available to all because without it, you can go days without food. Probably the most you can go is, I'd say, three days without water. Yeah. Before things start happening within your body and your mind and so forth, the breakdowns. Water is essential. Yeah. The Moses West Foundation.org. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta on Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard across the street from Soul Vegetarian Restaurant I don't know you might be familiar with them they're also in Chicago that's uh, Ben Amin's people the black people Israelites that they've been in existence for many years and with Soul Vegetarian Restaurants I'm not sure in other cities do they have them but I believe that they do and um, but so they're across the street from Radatas is across the street from them, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, and uh, they're serving delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and all kinds of healthy f- foods and so forth. Radatas Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia, she's doing her thing in the Greenbrier Mall. store is beautiful. She has access to the room, that space area downstairs to uh, have books, uh, signings, and presentations. I did one. Me and brother, you know, Lou, we did one on ancient Kemet, and we'll do it again and other things. So, yeah. Give Mama Nia a call at 404-346-3263. That's 404-346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, T-shirts, gift certificates, figurines, you name it. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore we, we promote is the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Located in Lithonia, my good friend, Brother Gazem de Ajamu, um, does great space. Like I said, two Sundays ago, not this, you know, not, uh, not yesterday, of course, but the previous, uh, Mama Marimba did an outstanding presentation. Outstanding presentation as she always does. And I, I can't wait for her to put that presentation along with the one that she did back last year in October uh, at the conference honoring uh, Dr. Asa here and Nana Belfort. Outstanding. So, but give uh, Brother Gazemde a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the black dot. The new Black Wall Street market, the brother, brother Allen was in the uh, in the mix at the State of the Black World Conference and talking about the new Black Wall Street market, got a lot of love. And, uh, but of course, you know, I stated how I feel about the new Black Wall Street market. I love it, love the idea. Uh, I just wish they would have had the money to complete it from before it opened because many stores have closed. You know, the kind of traffic they need is not. Well, it was, and there's some are doing okay. Because every time I go there, I ask other vendors how they're doing, and some doing okay. Some like, eh. 
you know. So, and a number of stores have closed, and the ones that were supposed to open have not. That's the, that's the point I'm making. I'm not, you know, I, I want you to support the new Black Wall Street market. Go online and check it out for yourself. And if you're in the Atlanta area, it is I-20 West. No, Brother Oshi. His I-20 East. <laughs> it's I-20 East from Atlanta. Exit 74, you can get to the Black Dot. Get back on I-20 East. The next exit, exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Get off, make a right, three lights, make another right. On the left will be the new Black Wall Street market. All right, family. <laughs> us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Every Thursday night, the Thursday night broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Us lifting us. Dare to win from 9 to 10 on Thursday. 9 to 10 on Thursday. Uh, you can call to listen or give questions, comments, or concerns by dialing 929 477 2789. That's 929 477 2789. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people. Homeland. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. He's not open on Mondays. He's open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. at 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Phone number 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. That's Homeland Village and Gift Shop. Give Brother Abija a call. Homeland Village. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located in Forest Park, Georgia. 4140 Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. Give my sister Shelly Ahmed set a call at 404 343 excuse me, 404 434 7963. 434 7963. That's Shelly Ahmed set with Sun Goddess Sense, your one stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti. Give Sister Gabriella really, she's doing outstanding work with our, with our young people in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. The northeastern portion. Sang, Sangjai. Sanjay dash Haiti. S O N J E dash A Y I T I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. All right. Baba Barudin Mama Ya. Akaban House and Akaban Institute. Uh, they have some things that are coming. I need to pull that from my emails so I can give you that information. But brothers and sisters, support Occupant Institute. If you want to use PayPal, use Mama Yah's uh, uh, Yahoo. That is Yah Baruti, B-R-U-T-I, at yahoo.com. If you want to use Cash App, the dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, Baruti, B-R-U-T-I. Okay, and then you can make your donations monthly, yearly, one donation, whatever, whatever is on your heart, on your mind to help with Occupant Institute and developing the warriors that we need. And of course, uh, you can go to Occupant House for all the books 
and he's coming out with a new one soon that Baba Baruti writes. Speaking of which, we have the Enye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. And what we're going to do since we were hanging out in Baltimore, one of my favorite cities, we're hanging out in Baltimore, we're going to do it from the 18th to the present. That's right. Because there's some good um, information uh, here from um, the Enye Sesim. April 18th. We must get over the plantation pride about the number of Negroes in the big house. Albert Cleeg. That's right. Trying to the Black Madonna. It is such a comical but sad. Yeah, and I, I, Let me say this before I continue to read the narrative of Baba Baruti. I've always hated it. I've always hated the first. Always praising and, and showing what we can do after Caucasians have done. This is ridiculous. But because we're trained to have such pride in, a, in, 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 in menial accomplishments. The first this, the first that. It is such a comical but sad sight to watch people who are thoroughly ignorant of their own historical genius, so determined to be accepted by those they now consider their superiors, that each approximation of them they achieve is worthy of commemoration and gives reason for great pronouncements and celebrations. Theologic is simple. In our pride celebrations of Negro first, we applaud Africans for finally repeating or building on the accomplishments already done by Europeans. We act as if we begun here, not even pretending that subintegration is not our immediate and total assimilation and disappearance into whiteness, not our ultimate goal. While this criticism is not designed to negate the genius of many of our accomplishments here and elsewhere, it should be it should force us to place them in the context of tens of thousands of years of magnificence. We must measure ourselves in this lesser reality against the time when we are uncompromised, godlike spiritual beings. So to know so now to take pride in what we have finally accomplished is ludicrous and self demeaning at best. Taking pride in advancement is one thing, but celebrating those who are at best at being the least of who we are is quite another. Those most honored for being the great imitators of those who have attempted to reduce us to less than who we are and should give us nothing to celebrate. I take no pride in the glorification of Negro favorites. I take no pride in the glorification of Negro favorites. April 19th. The white man's insistence that he is superior to the white female and is forcing his psychological dynamic in white family life has caused the white female in turn to wish that she could share his power and his status and symbolically to have a penis of her own. <laughs> yeah. Francis Cress Wellesley. And of course, if you read the ISIS papers, 
she explains that where some of the symbolism is and, and of course what Caucasian women and believe me it's deep the need to compensate is a genetic flaw particularly to Yubrugu it must be externally frustrating to know that no matter what they do no matter how much energy they expend to conceal their inadequacy no matter how many others lies proclaiming your in, your adequacy will always be less proclaiming your adequacy will always be less affirm i am inferior to no one i say affirm i am inferior to no one april 20th if someone commits a crime there is a great punishment but if an elder commits a crime the punishment is even greater Wolof Kwasi. Elders are those individuals who have proven their worth to our community. They have spent a lifetime acting in the interest of African people and therefore even though human, they should always be beyond reproach. Any knowing crime should be punished more than the same for those who are younger. They should be better prepared. They should be better because all of their energy has been dedicated to manifesting and defending Ma'at as a natural way of life among our people. The honor of speaking for us, of guiding us, correcting us, moving us along the African way is justly theirs. Therefore, our elders must be wise and articulate for they explain our truth. Simply aging does not qualify one for eldership, Ashe. And elders are not self-appointed. Ashe. They become our guides upon the agreement and insistence of the community. For this reason, in our tradition, elders are primarily the babysitters of our children, caring for and educating them from birth to adulthood, while their parents attend to the business of adults. In general, though, the foremost responsibility of elders is to maintain peace and order in our community. Wow. Peace and order in our community. Without elders, there is no tradition, no communal direction, no social aspirations, no spiritual connections, no circle. Of course, we're not just saying that the age among us who have consciously ushered forgetfulness and chaos into our space should not be remembered. For them, punishment should be the greatest. I say. Affirm, I look forward to the honor of eldership. Brothers and sisters, you know, I think that as you get older and you think about some of the things that happened when you were younger and sometimes you think about time wasted and so forth, there's no doubt about it that people who get older want to be younger. That In fact, particularly in this society, there's all kinds of things that will help you look younger. You know, you can, if you have money, you can definitely look younger. But I am proud and happy to be where I am and how I am and, and, and honored to call, be called an elder, to be called Baba. These are titles that are given to you based upon your work in the community. And I've been doing this and will continue to do this work till I transition. 
even if I have the opportunity to move to Africa, I will work there. Because to me, there is where we need to be, as you know. That's the way, there is where we need to be. Yeah. April 21st. After all, he's only the end product of a civilization that never had a reputation for acting in a particularly responsible fashion. That made up its morality as it went along and to suit its convenience. So what do you expect? Pauli Marshall. You know a people by how they act at all times and everywhere they go. Destroyers are destroyers no matter the time or place. And they do not change inside. Even once they have reduced their victims to dust. Affirm I know my enemies by the historical record. Not what they now say. I know my enemies by their historical record. Not by what they now say. If you are listening family. Then you will hear this particular on the 21st what the um, quote is from Polly Marshall and the words of Baba Baruti the narrative and you can think of all these things across the country that they're trying to ban they're trying to control you know so called critical race theory don't want to talk about the bad things that these folks have done and continue to do. Remember, we talked about the Ma'afa. And the Ma'afa is continual. It's continuous. It is greater even than it was initially. Yes, I know initially it was so bad because it was so visible. But because the work on our minds is so deep that it does manifest itself visibly and how messed up we are. They're destroyers. And we need to call them out for who they are. I don't give a damn if they're trying to uh, be nice. You know. <laughs> April 22nd. The record of 5,000 years that ended with the Europeans' conquest of the whole continent in the 19th century, the 1800s, shows that every African state remain relatively secure and independent as long as it maintained a strict policy of excluding foreigners from the settlement within its borders. Let me repeat that uh, quote from Chancellor Williams in The Destruction of Black Civilization. The record of 5,000 years that ended with the European conquest of the whole continent in the 1800s, the 19th century, shows that every African state remained relatively secure and independent as long as it maintained a strict policy of excluding foreigners from settlement within its borders. After they couldn't do that no more, and in 1874, 75, 75, the Berlin Conference, man, Chancellor Williams. We have been told that the best way for Africans to be at peace with themselves in this cultural wasteland is to forget the past and build a new future as subjects 
of European society. We are further informed that, given the imperfections of humans, the European model of civilization is the best that we could ever imagine. And they urge us forward, they urge us toward their imperfections of reality by saying that if we just become more open-minded, yeah, open-minded, open to their mind misinterpretations, we see that they have become multicultural, bringing the best of all worlds together under their impractical and imperfections and their colorblind and protective umbrella. Impractical. In order to become part of this new world order, though, we must relinquish our past. We must forget both that they have, we must forget both of what they have done to us and who they are and who we are. This Eurasian is nonsensical for those of us who know that we are the culmination of our people. For we are our people. To destroy the true memory of our people is to destroy ourselves. Affirm, Sankofa is my model. Ashe. Affirm, Sankofa is our model. Go back and fetch it, family. Go back and fetch it. April 23rd. Men who are earnest are not afraid of consequences. Men who are earnest, men who are righteous, men who stand up, men who speak out, men who love ourselves, each other, our women, our children, our continent, men who are earnest are not afraid of conscience, of consequences. The Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. No better, no man better than Garvey has a model of steadfast earnestness. When the forces of righteousness anchored in a deep and abiding love of African people is found in one of our warrior scholars, we are blessed to witness an unconquerable spirit at work. This is what drove this relentless man to do whatever was needed to free our people. He expected to win. That was never a question for Garvey. And it is still not. At the same time, he was also keenly aware that not everyone around him had his well of, or had, that had his will or love for African people. And for this, he knew that there would be serious consequences. He was not delusional. He was fully aware that there were those who did not understand nation building. He was cognizant of an inevitable whining tirade. He was cognizant of the inevitable whining tirades of Negro lackeys and their conspiracy masters who understandably saw him as a threat to their ill-gotten privilege. Yet, he did not falter. He did not stutter. He did not quit. He did what Africans who know that they are their ancestors would do. He stood, shielded by the vision of uncompromising liberation, unafraid of any beast. 
I say. Affirm, consequences do not deter me from committing acts of righteousness. I say. Consciousness, consequences do not deter me from committing acts of righteousness. Today, April 24th, just as a person with amnesia is doomed to walk around confused about who he is or who she is, where they have come from, where they are headed, and the nature of their relationships with each other, so too is the African who does not know, who does not know and memorialize and understand the great suffering. Kofi Aden, Brother Ariel D. Robertson, Robertson. Today, when people in the community are asked if they are political, almost never is the question about whether or not they politically act in the interest of African people. It is just simply an inquiry into as to whether they like to talk politics. No participation in action organized solely in the interest of African people is assumed. Even so, it is also used as a tool to obliquely um, sanction the conscious warrior scholars these Negroes and lost souls consider paranoid about whiteness. Nevertheless, asking if one is political really is a political question for Africans of consciousness. For being political means acting in grassroots concert with other critical, knowledgeable, revolutionary African minds toward the independent, physical, mental, and spiritual empowerment and liberation of African people. Being political means actively working in African interests. And working for the African people means knowing who we are in contrast to those who we are not. It means knowing our story as well as that of those relationships with us has brought us nothing but great suffering. It means knowing our story as well as that of those whose relationship with us has brought us nothing but great suffering. I had to repeat it because we got to understand. That's our problem. That's our problem. Affirm. I use the power of knowing the ma'afa to act against its effect. Affirm. I know the, I use the power of knowing the ma'afa to act against its effects. And of course, brothers and sisters, the ma'afa is continuous. And if you understand it and know that, you have to act according and you have to act against its effect. Brothers and sisters, the inya sasem of daily revolutionary thought. The inya sasem of daily revolutionary thought. I appreciate that. Man. So, tell you what, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, family, we're going to go into the state of the African world, the state of the Black World Conference that I, that I attended this past weekend. And uh, there was some uproar that I even got involved in with Brother Ayu Kamathi, the irritated genie who called into question some things that were happening as it relates to, you know, the LGBTQ, LRFTUZ. <laughs> so we're going to take a break. And so when we come back, we can deal with that and, 
and open up the phone lines to you at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Yeah. Yeah, this past weekend I was in Baltimore at the State of the Black World Conference number five. I've been to a couple of them. It's part of Ron Dan- Dr. Ron Daniels Institute of Black World. Institute of Black World 21st century. You know, and um, I tell you, I love us coming together. I'm prefacing these remarks <laughs> with this because I was, uh, I was, uh, I don't know, if you know of somebody you went or if you went, I know my dear sister and friend, Mama Nabantu, was there and um, other members of the Pan-African Federalist Movement and should have been there. Should have been part of, uh, of the agenda, really, that we had a chance to present. So, you know, that should have happened. You know, but this is Ron Daniels. This is his thing. and So this is the state of the black world. Here are the goals. Here were some of the goals. First, this is what the State of the Black World Conference is about. Convened by the Institute of the Black World, 21st Century, the State of the Black World Conference is an international gathering of people of African descent to assess the conditions of African people in the U.S. and globally with the working secessions around key issues. These were the goals. Reassessing the impact and implications of the historic historic 220. 2022 midterm elections on the state of the black world and the pan-African world, the state of African world, uh, state of American Africans. Expanding the multifaceted U.S. and global reparations movement to empower and heal African families, communities, and nations. Advancing strategies and models to effectively address issues of vital concern to American Africans and the Pan-African world. The war on drugs, mass incarceration, gun violence, fratricide, gentrification, environmental justice, climate change, safe, clean, and accessible water. Advancing strategies and models for socially responsible, human-centered, democratic, and sustainable entrepreneurial business, economic development in the African communities and American African communities and the Pan-African world. Mobilizing, organizing the global African diaspora to engage Africa to foster the development of interdependence, self-reliant business, economic, social, and cultural enterprises, institutions, and initiatives. Promoting a consciousness and a commitment to African, American African self-support, self-reliance, self-determination to consolidate, expand, and empower African or organizations, African, excuse me, to empower American African or African organizations, agencies, and institutions for the survival and the development of African families, communities, and nations. Promoting cross-generational dialogue and engagement to advance strategies and models to empower and heal African families, communities, and nations. That's the state of the 
Black World Conference number five's goals and objectives. You know, I, I, I love to meet. I love to interact. I love to try to get things done. There were some beautiful people that no doubt were presenters and came there with with a with a heart of trying their best to provide information to, you know, change dynamics within our communities. I guess for me the problem that that uh, organizations that happen to try to work within the framework of America as opposed to saying to hell with them. This is what we must do. This is what we have to do. And ain't no Caucasians, ain't nobody else included in this. Nobody has a solution to what this is but us. But us. We ain't listening to nobody else. We ain't bringing in no other folks that ain't us. Now, understand, I believe that's what happened this past weekend. You know, there was a number of people because we had some um, uh, Africans who they look Caucasian, but they still Africans and who are from uh, South America, Central America, particularly from Central and South America, you know, and, and in communities like in L.A., you know, they identify because I dealt with uh, gentrification a lot this past weekend. Fortunately, on Thursday, I came in um, to the um, workshop or the plenary session on water, on water, you know. And um, in fact, based on if I didn't mention the Moses West Foundation and what it is doing, even though there was a sister there, because I talked to her, um, and she <laughs> from Jackson, Mississippi, did not mention it. And what she said to me was, "I, you know, I'm, I'm under medication." <laughs> so okay, okay, my sister, that's that's understandable. You, you just forgot, okay? But I didn't, I didn't propose the. Moses West Foundation and what it is doing has the solution. What I propose is that it is part of a solution. And it should be seriously looked at and supported by our people. This past weekend, as I watched various programs on the television, had some streaming and so I just looking at news programs and they talked a lot about water. In fact, they had one uh, uh, piece that, that had, they talked about uh, a company that developed solar panels. Looked to be about six feet by six feet, six by six and it had the ability to suck moisture out of the air much is the same thing as the atmospheric water generating machine that Moses West has created and go through a filterization process and you can get water out of there for you and your family continuously 
just like the community which uh, one of his machines is placed can get water out of that machine continuously once again there is no shortage of water it is the access to water yes you can you can honestly say there is a shortage of water because the dam uh, and the um, reservoirs and the water levels all of it is low and it's drying up and so forth and so on you know but there's ways to get water so the access to water is the issue for people on the planet and people on the planet need water because when Moses West was in Flint and they need water although my personal opinion was Barack should have showed leadership and and made that a priority to clean up the water situation in Flint, Michigan. Get the Army Corps of Engineers and other private contractors to go into Flint, dig all that old stuff up and put in new stuff. Stuff that will last longer. No, that and honestly, folks, that stuff lasted a long time because probably some of that stuff has been in there maybe a hundred years or more, who knows? But different materials. So water could flow freely, clean, and usable. I even saw a piece of this one building was built and the wastewater is separated. So when you take a shower, it's an apartment building, multi-use offices at the bottom and some apartments. So when you take a shower or urinate or defecate, whatever you do and flush that toilet, all of that goes into a waste thing and it is separated and cleaned. And then that water would be used for the toilet. You know, that water would be used for the toilet or urinals or whatever. But the other water from what you wash your face with, what you brush your teeth with, what you take a shower in, what you drink, and so forth, is separated. There's things that are happening as they should because water is essential. That's why the Caucasian that was working with Moses West when they first put the water machine in Flint, Michigan, and why they had to shut it down. They shut it down. Then he took that machine and sent it to Jackson, Mississippi with advanced modifications that he came up with. And so if you go to the MosesWestFoundation.org, you can see that water machine in action. You can see what's going on. What really should happen, idealistically, family, is that governments across this across the world, across the planet. Governments come together and assess the water needs. Now, say for instance, I'm in a country that everything is cool, but next door or a thousand miles away, it is not. I can afford to give monies to a fund that may provide all kinds of assistance as it relates to that uh, country 
those people like right now in the war-torn areas, Eritrea, Eastern Africa, all of them are having issues. With, the continent's having issues with water. So, so in that, it was interesting that, uh, in fact, some people told me, wow, I didn't know. Thank you for sharing the information, made sure they had the information, you know. But I was surprised that nobody mentioned it, you know. That's in that, in that particular workshop that day. Uh, that was a Thursday. And um, like I said, I was just surprised that nobody had mentioned it. What was that? When was that? Environmental justice, climate change, and water has a human right. Yeah. And so the next day, I I, I didn't come in um, I didn't come in uh, early but um, the Black Lives Matter they were have they had a plenary session and um, and one of the ladies did a libation and in her libation did not mention one African or American African male ancestor in her libation. So when Ayo Kamathi, the irritated genie, he got in line to first to speak and he gave acknowledgement to some, some things that he had heard that, you know, you, you feel... You know, we're with you on this. I don't know what the, those were, you know, the things that are happening to them personally or within the organization. But but then he, he intentionally and directly said to the sister, he was appalled and took offense to a libation being done that did not, you know, give honor and reverence to men. Understanding that the Black Lives Matter movement, if you've ever gone on their website, you know, I think most prominently are the three sisters that um, helped start Black Lives Matter and have been funded and they've made, uh, they've made money. Some of them have even utilized that position to purchase things. You know, they've made money. And I have no problem with those who are directors, executive directors, and are in a position of authority to make sure and to stay on top of what's happening with it and make sure that within that movement, uh, those who are in need or those, say, for instance, because Black Lives Matter challenges a lot of things, can have the resources to either bail them out or get them out, provide uh, uh, legal fees or whatever. I don't know. I'm not in Black Lives know what I ever want to be you know but <sighs> so if you look at the website brothers and sisters I don't know if they've uh, changed it I haven't looked at it in quite a while I did a piece on it a few years ago did a program on Black Lives a few years ago because when I looked at it I had to bring that to the attention of 
of, of the people who listen to this program, you know, because I always want the people who listen to this program to be informed, to have knowledge of things that are happening within the African world. Because once again, this program, you know, and once again, let me say this once again, <laughs> that I don't give you my opinion. I'm not giving you my opinion you know, even in the context of critiquing the State of the Black World Conference this past weekend, I'm giving you the opinion, looking at it from an African worldview, from an African-centered perspective. And if somebody out here, out there, can who are he, he, listening to me, and if you have any knowledge of it or whatever, can give us a call at two one five four nine zero nine eight three two, and help me with that, I would appreciate it. Anybody who has uh, <laughs> yes, I was, Brother Ralph. Yes, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was on Brother um, Kamathi, Brother Irritated Genie's program uh, this this morning before mine, and called in and and lended my support to him. I uh, some somebody in the audience said something that triggered me, and I got up, man, and I just. You know, I had to say it. And, and once again, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I try my best to use information from our scholars, our historians, our elders, our our, our warrior ancestors and so forth. Because I, as I stated on this program many times, I don't give you my opinion because my opinion is profane. It is profane, family. Very profanity laced. So I have to calm myself and the emotions and so forth and say, you know, uh, how I feel from that African perspective. If you want to get in this conversation, dial 215 490 9832. There is a number of you in the queue. I recognize some of you. If, of course, you know what to do. If you want to give your perspective or whatever, hit star twice. And, of course, you'll get in. But but I support Brother Kamathi, Elio Kamathi, and, and, and his effort. Brothers and sisters, if you are a Pan-Africanist, if you are a cultural nationalist, you support African family. You support African familyhood. You support a man and a woman coming together to produce life, to produce children who will be raised in an environment that they too will begin to support Africa and support African families and brotherhood and community and sisterhood you too will do that because that's what's necessary. 443-443, good afternoon. 
I'm an old chief. This hey, is Irv Lewis. How are you? Hey, brother Irv. How you doing? Mom, I'm, okay. I'm going to call you after the program, okay? I'm, I'm just letting you know right now. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> putting, you on, putting you on guard, man. I'm waiting for that call. All right, then. <laughs> how you doing today, man? <laughs> brother, I'm on... I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I um, I'm in I'm in I'm in the truck a little later on today, but I I wanted to say I just looked on YouTube and I saw the conference. Someone recorded you're breaking up on me. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're breaking up on me. I really want you. Yeah, please. I I want to hear what you're saying. I definitely want to hear what you're saying. Okay. Oh God! Can you hear me now? Yes, go ahead, please. Can you hear me now? Yes. Let me let me call back. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Hello, brother irritated genie. Yes, I'm okay. I'm right here. Okay. The brother irritated genie got up and made a comment, and this uh, to me, I, I've been in many conferences. <clears throat> I've been a Pan Africanist for a long time. On the fact that they did not pay homage to any men doing the libations, which he thought was very out of order. But then when he said something about the homosexuals, uh, that he coached Africans, the Africans do things in Africa, and there was no word for homosexuality in Africa, then there was a, it looked to me, it really looked to me as if uh, there were people there who were signs of voting up. I've seen that before. I was you're breaking up you're breaking up on me uh, yes i'm gonna call you right back okay please man please do it and you start off because there was a couple of points that you made that were not clear i kind of read it but i want to make sure our audience those brothers and sisters who are listening you know are are clear what's saying or what has been said and what you witnessed okay please do all right thank you yes sir all right that's brother uh Irv. And also, too, I think uh, Mama Nabantu is, is on. Yeah, there she is. And if she is, she, she can join this conversation at her leisure whenever she can after Brother Irv or, you know, now, in fact, whatever. And and, and if she, because I know me and her had discussion on it. Yeah. So I tell you, um, I'm going to just be honest because that's who I am and what I am. I'm an honest man. You know, and calling it for what it is, and not from my personal opinion, but from an African-centered perspective, from an African-centered point of view, how it feels to us as African people who are in a situation where we're not supposed to think African. We're not supposed to be African. We're not supposed to do African. But damn it, that's what we're doing. Uh, 443, 443. Good afternoon. Can you can you hear me now, Brother Oshi? Yes, I can. Thank you. Oshi, on, on YouTube, there's a there's someone who filmed the part of the conference, and they filmed where uh, the irritated genie got up and said that he was uh, appalled that, that no men were honored in the libations. And even in th- in that happening, that was an indication that someone had an agenda, that there was someone there trying to blow the meeting up. 
and and they were doing it and they were doing it on purpose. And this isn't the first time you've had uh, uh, people uh, coming in to to blow up when they 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 come in like you, but they're not like you. So when he said he said that, and then he said something about homosexuality has is no picture of uh, sex between a man and a woman. And then people got up in almost in unison, uh, the LGBTQ, whatever they, the people, they got up in almost in unison and walked out on and showed that they were, let's go, let's go. We're getting out. See, it looks like it was all planned. They came to disrupt the meeting. And, and when you have, and one person said, when you have an issue, let's get it on. Let's not mix it. We got up and we showed them and we walked out and we told them fake Pan-Africanists what we thought. Well, the, hold on. Let's have the discussion. Or is that not why you're there? You don't want to have the discussion. You want all the fanfare. You want someone to look at you and say, tell what to do. What did you come for? What did you come for? What is your agenda? Because we got into this with a word. We can get out of it with a word if we want to get out of it. But what do we want to get out of it? Because if you are trying to church, then you need to have your own church. If you're trying to, then maybe we we need to be together on this particular subject. We can work on something else, but we can't work on this. Homosexuality has been around since I've been living. It's not Longer going anywhere. Than that. Longer than and, that. But neither am I. Right. But, 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 but see, the thing but, is this. But genocide. We're talking genocide. Exactly, because they're, they're talking to erase the, the African family. Here in America, let's just deal with America. Right. We're only only twenty percent of us as a people have a complement, a man and a woman with children in a family. Twenty that means eighty percent. Eighty percent of all the children that are born are just born to a single woman, no male, no man in the house, or no man in an influential position, basically. Basically. Which which of course lends itself to a lot of men being raised by women and some of them coddling them to the point where they begin to show femininity or being messed with by homosexuals. You know, when we talk about what is the, what is the base of our, of our existence has African people family that's why you know if there's a saying there is if there's no good family life there's no good community life here in this country our communities are whack because why we don't have family we don't have strong men and women with children and those men and, and women with children and those children influence the whole community in terms of what's to doing what's right and the other men and the other women get together to make sure that they're protected, to make sure that the family unit thrives and gets better and we do things with one another, we support one another. We have community. We have businesses. We, they're, they're, that's what's happening. We don't have that. 
We don't have that. And we won't have that if, if the basis of our family is unnatural. See, I said it unnatural. Because, mm-hmm. because in order for us to have children, what is natural is a man and a woman. Okay. Okay, you're saying, but in this society, two men can adopt. Or two women, one of the women can have artificial insemination. All kinds of things to produce uh, uh, what they consider can be family. I understand that, but I'm talking about the natural sense and particularly what is natural for us. If they want to do that, that's fine. That's our problem. We We must understand the environment that we are in is not conducive to family is definitely not conducive to Africans having family because that is the foundation and the strength of the community. That's why we're so fragmented. That's why we're so out of sorts. Hey, you know, Marcus Garvey made a call in 1921 to talk about the state of the African world, the Negroes at the time. And, mm-hmm. and that call produced over 20,000 of us coming to New York City, the old Madison Square Garden, mm. for a week to deal with issues that are affecting us as a people. Didn't have social media. Didn't have the telephone, really. The phone was there. But the main drive was word of mouth and, of course, the newspaper. Then called the Negro World. Today called the African World. That's what drove it didn't have it. Ron Daniels made this call of the state of the black world and the Institute for the Black World 21st Century. We didn't get over 500 people. We didn't get 500. I bet you we didn't get 500 people. A few hundred. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 and our situation is so much more tenuous today than it was then, even though we were being lynched consistently in the 1920s and before then and after that. But still, there was reliance on each other. We still had some communities that were doing uh, 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 work with betterment for our people in that community with stores. Yes, I understand segregation and we couldn't go to their stores to get your own stores. But look what happened when we became successful. Look what happened in Rosewood, Mm -hmm. Allentown, Tulsa, Elaine, Arkansas, all of these places. The evil ass crackers vamped on those communities and destroyed them. Look what happened with the uh, uh, communities in contemporary times, putting uh, uh, model cities and, and urban renewal putting expressways to those communities. There's not a place. I just mentioned earlier the Indians uh, in Atlanta who have a section of a community uh, where when I first moved here. And in that community, they have all kinds of stores. Mm -hmm. They even have a strip mall. They have a strip mall that has furniture Mm -hmm. store, appliance store, apparel shop, a, a, a jewelry store. They have 
takeout restaurant. They have a sit-down restaurant. They have a supermarket. They have a convenience. All that within that strip mall. All of those businesses are open to them and anyone else. We don't even have that. Here in Atlanta, we don't have a damn supermarket. Not one supermarket. We don't have a convenience. We don't have a, a service station with a convenience store. A lot of the liquor stores are wow. not ours. I'm telling you. This ain't no damn Wakanda. This ain't shit. But a bunch of bourgeoisie-ass Negroes mm-hmm. and the Divine mm-hmm. Nine. Mm-hmm. So, Going along the- yeah. yeah. So we're in, in, right. in, a, in, a no, tough, right. we're in a tough position. And so I supported my brother Kamathi, but the irritated genius, no doubt he was being attacked. Uh, I haven't seen it. You've seen it. But I was there. He's being attacked. Yeah. I called on his radio program this morning to, to right before my program. And, and Brother Ralph, Brother Ralph heard it uh, right on Brother Ralph. You know, um, and because, you know, he, literally. But to me, I would do the same damn thing. If I heard her do a libation and not talk and give some reverence to brothers who elders and I mean uh, um, ancestors, brother ancestors that only talk about women? Are you kidding? I would never do it. I would never do that. I understand how important uh, uh, our compliments are. I understand how important our, our, our women are in our struggle for liberation, self determination. Baba Ocean. Yes. Baba Ocean. He's in for. That wasn't haphazard. People, we're not stupid people. Africans are very intelligent. Whether we know we're African or not, we are very intelligent people. All this was by design. The conversation was had before the conference. We're going to go to the conference, and we're going to blow this M. We're going to blow it up. White people do not live with nature. That's why white people can't understand why Africans are so in touch with we that nature rules everything. Nature makes the water, the air, the, the, the God, the spirit, and we respect it and we try our best to live with it. White people, because they have a God complex. Mm, yes. Frank. Mm-hmm. Movie. You gave him life. You give life. You are a human. You, you, there's, there's a higher being than you. No, there's nothing higher than me. I have all the money. I have, I took all the land. I own everything, and I can give life. And you can, I can tell you because God loves this uh, a monarchy. God loves these blue bloods. He loves. The king, God bless the king, hmm. and you know, so he could go take some more land from people. That's their mindset to, 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 to be dominant. That's why they have dogs. You got to have a dog, I got to be in charge of something. Hmm. But we were their dogs, and, and but then when they could, they had to have, I got to rule something. I'm these people are, are demonic, <laughs> along with the. Who are caught up in it? Mm-hmm. Who are emotionally, psychologically, physically, who are, are rewarded? But I'm not rewarded. 
you not rewarded. I don't have a big house, a big. I don't have all that. I don't. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he was telling in the hand, Oshi, what these people are doing. Because we're they're, they're, we're going day to day. They're going twenty years at a time. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what you get when you you go through years and and all these things that they've done to black people, redlining to keep us down. This is what you get. This is the product of all that all that they've tried to keep us down. But they, what they did was African, yeah. the true African, is the true this for the liberation. They didn't count on that guy. You supposed to have been gone. We killed all y'all with the Black Panthers. No, you didn't. Yeah. Because you can't kill a spirit. You can't kill a spirit, Oshi. We're not. Go- we're going to fight. And I will fight until my breath. And they're coming for you. And, and this is a dangerous game we're playing. Because these white people ain't. This ain't no game. Them. This is life or death. They yeah. are. They're slowly yeah. deteriorate. Right, they're slowly, right. Their numbers are constantly they, and continuing. And they know it. Right. What, what happens when a cat gets they're going down? Yeah. So they're, they're back against the wall. Now they're scrapping. They're grabbing anything they can. Oh, they go a black person. He think like me. I'm going to grab him. There's a child. I'm going to get the children. <laughs> I'm going to grab him. And any of that. Let me, let me, time let me, money don't spend. Yeah, let me run something to, Come on now. to, to you so and, and to the other. these white let me run. Let me run something to you and, and to the other listeners that I've uh, made a not an issue that I brought to the attention of our people many years ago on on this particular program since I've been on now for eight years. <laughs> but yeah, this is called the artificial <laughs> womb. The artificial womb device allows the development of the human outside of the uterus in a completely artificial environment. The process is called ectogenesis. The first step, an egg created from stem cells is fertilized in the lab. The second phase is the embryo which developed from the fertilized egg. The third step, the egg implanted into the artificial womb which replicates the environment of the mother's uterus the baby is in synthetic instead the baby is in synthetic amniotic fluid which is controlled by the art by an artificial placenta the artificial womb provides the nutrients for the baby's growth and also removes the waste products produced by the baby. The fully developed baby is then delivered directly from the artificial womb. The baby could also be genetically engineered to acquire different desirable traits. The baby could also be genetically engineered to acquire different desirable traits such as an intelligence eye and hair color and resistance to diseases once created the device will raise several social and ethical concerns 
That's wow. why that's why the Caucasian could give less than a rat's ass about his women. That's why. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. and it's deep and it's there. That's it's happening. Scary. Yeah. So I'm saying, you know, I what happened on mm. that on that Friday, you know, I know if I was there and and she did a libation that uh did not mention any other ancestors of brothers who would contribute because I you know I I give honor to to all the sisters and to brothers because it's that's who we are we're a compliment we're a compliment of each other you know so but it got it got serious and so I was definitely in defense in defense of brother Kamathi because why we need family we need family. And and the issues that homosexuals have is an issue that they should be talking about with other homosexuals, whoever the hell they are. Not within the African-centered movement. They Can they participate? Of course they can if they keep that shit at home. Don't bring it here because there is no homosexual plank in our movement for independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for there is none. Let me catch another caller, Brother Irv. You hang on. 646. 646. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon, Osi. Hey. Hey, Brother Jay. How you doing? I'm good, man. Just um, enjoying the day. Tuned in a few minutes ago. Um, they're having a hell of a day in the media today. They are? Monkey Man. Yeah, man. Monkey Man. Don Lemon was fired. No shit. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Don <laughs> Lemon got fired. <laughs> Don Lemon got fired. And Tucker yeah, Carlson is I, out. That's that, well, that's definitely good there. <laughs> what they did was they got rid of Tucker first, and then I guess CNN must have said, well, let me give the people something, too. And they got rid of Monkey Man Don Lemon, and Monkey Man Don Lemon ain't happy about it because, you know, he's of a privileged class. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, it, 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 it's the wild one. You wow. know what I mean? But, like, um, I can't wait to the get to the can't wait to get to the sexual sexual to the section of social media, which you can, you know, get more information well, on. Well, you know, you know, they got to have those monkey men and twisted sisters in prominence. So yeah. you know, yeah. maybe he'll um he'll he'll go somewhere else. But I don't know. He's a nasty cat, so I, I don't know if. He's really that well liked in the in the industry, um, because you know he's a diva, as they say. Oh, oh, but okay. as far as Carlson go, I mean Carlson is one of the most foul, vile cockasoids on the planet, and um, he's gonna bounce back quite well. Sure, I sure, sure, he will. Would not be surprised if now he goes into um. 
politics or he may hook on with one of these other cable networks and turn them into the new Fox. But, you know, in all reality, media-wise, I think Fox may be finished because of the financial burdens that they're facing from this last lawsuit that they settled and right because there's another a lawsuit more that's right ahead. right there's, so there's they, some more they may be against finished him. because it's a revenue game and i i don't see anybody that they could bring in to generate the type of revenue that um tucker was producing yeah, he, and Cause, cause, right because because tucker carlson tucker carlson was really their number one Tucker Carlson yeah. was their number one. You know, Hannity was after that. Who's the other? Uh, Ingram, Laura Ingram. They were, yeah, but, but Tucker he, Carlson. You know, that primetime yeah. lineup. Right. But, hey, you know, the bottom, the bottom line is this. Even though these things may happen, what are black people going to do? Mm-hmm. What, how are we moving forward? Where, where are we going? Um, what's our agenda? How, how, how are we going to? find some sort of solace in these actions. What You know, I had asked Gerald Horn last night, what's going to happen to black people? He couldn't answer. But listen, man, I did want to say this, man. We lost a warrior yesterday, attorney Alton Maddox. Alton Maddox passed. Oh, yes, sir, we did. Alton Maddox, yes. He was one of the greatest yeah. legal minds yes. that we have ever produced. You know, people like to talk about Thurgood Marshall and some of the others. But to me, automatics was a legal strategist. He was someone who understood the law. He knew how to manipulate the law for the benefit of African people. He was just a, 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 a great man, and I'm glad to have had the honor of knowing that brother, man. It is, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I tell you, man, and, and, and I think what happened to Alton was, man, when he lost his wife, man, he lost himself in a lot of ways. And um, that, that, I just that could be, because if you, you know, you're, you're, oh, you're yeah, a compliment. That's what, that's what that's what happened to him. Once his wife, once his wife passed, he didn't have that person there with him mm-hmm. to really, really fight, man. You know, that's what happens when you have a good woman, man. And yeah. you know, I'm sorry to say it, there ain't many of them out there like that today. Who was, man. The, who was like the, his wife? Who was the other attorney? Automatics was, was another. It was another attorney. Uh, you know, Tawana Brawley case. And so forth. Oh, um, C. C. Vernon, C. C. Vernon, yeah, Mason, Mason. C. Vernon Mason, yes. yeah. But you know, C. C. Vernon Mason, yeah. after he got disbarred and everything because of his crooked and illegal behavior, he became a pork chop chicken eating preacher. So you know, he just <laughs> went on to a better, Is to a better right? game. So he got to the real game, the real scam the game. Then, yeah, he went to the real thing now. He, he, you know, he's at, makes, a, yeah. he's at his finest as a pork chop chicken eating yeah. creature. You know, when you, but a lot when of you love for, go there uh, from being a lawyer, yeah. your skill set yeah. is definitely used. Yeah. But listen, also, 
you know, Alton was a warrior lawyer, man. I remember yeah. when I first got I agree. introduced to Alton, man, was there was this kid that I went to high school. Well, I went to junior high, high with that was the reason that a lot of these criminal laws in regards to youth change. His name was Willie Boskett. And Willie was just a cold-blooded savage, but brilliant. I, I'm, when I say brilliant, at IQ, the real deal. Not as fact, his father was the one of the first people to get a PhD while in prison. Mm -hmm. So what had happened was Willie was on trial for something in Alton, was his um, attorney. And, man, Willie got into it with the court officers, man. And let me tell you something, man. Alton stood up there and fought them court officers and everything. He didn't just stand there and let them, you know, do their thing on Willie without jumping in, man. And I always appreciated him for that. And, you know, just the fact of all the people that he brung to the community. And I'll say this in India. That poor child chicken-eating pimp Al Sharpton need to thank automatics for him being in the position that he's in today. Mm. And that clown Ben Crump yeah. and the rest of them should yeah. die automatically. Because, right. let me say this, Al would probably just be getting out of prison if it wasn't for automatics. Because Al was his last case as an attorney, and he got that clown off of 21 charges by the feds. And you know how hard that is. Yeah. That's the brilliance was that, was, of Alton. Was that also, so, relating, was that, was that also relating to Tawana Brawley case? Um... No, nah, no, nah, that was that stuff. had to do more with his um with his fraud and some other okay. things. Okay. That was okay. going on yeah. and yeah. and um you know him probably being a snitch yeah. for the government and, yep. and all that. But I, I just would like okay. to say I hope that the ancestors no embrace him and no all doubt. of that. And, I, had um, the, you know, I had the pleasure I had the pleasure of hearing him and being with him in Milwaukee and in another place. So right on, I had a lot of admiration and respect for Alton Maddox. Pure D. No doubt. Pure D, All right. African, African warrior. Right on. You know, manhood, man, African manhood at its finest, man. Yep. They they didn't make him like Alton, and they never, yeah. they never will because to, you would have to sacrifice too much yeah. to be like Alton. You, we don't have those type of principles to give it, give it up, as they say. And we should. But thank and we goodness should. that, you know, we had the opportunity to have him represent right us. And I just hope that he get his flowers. Right on. All right. Hotel, brother. Mama Nabantu. Mama Nabantu, good afternoon. How you doing, sister? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Recuperating from this weekend. Yeah. Give me an, an, some perspective, in, in your perspective of this past weekend. You know, um, a lot of times uh, when things happen, you don't want to really say the bad stuff that happened. You know, you don't want to put that out there. You want to accentuate the positive as the saying goes. You know, 
Right. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, there was some positive information um, for communities across the nation in terms of how to um, organize. Get, uh, yeah. Get organizing and how folks have been fundraising to mm-hmm. to help out their particular communities. Um, it was uh, startling to hear. I forget which little city where uh, they have no running water. Um, you turn a faucet on, the brown water comes mm-hmm. out. Right. That, um, and I concur with you that um, you sort of beat me to the punch. That was the first question I yes. wanted to ask. Yes, because you came up to me. <laughs> yeah, because said... I was like, they didn't talk about Moses West. Yeah. I did talk to the sister afterwards, and, and she, she didn't say she had a and the medical issues. That's what I, and I even it. mentioned that to the listeners because I talked to her yeah. as well. You know, yeah, she just said that she was uh, overloaded with so much stuff. She, she basically forgot is what mm-hmm. she said uh, to mention it. But his, his name, you know, because we said, or you said something, um, you know, I, I think there should have been more said, you know, yes. in terms of yes. how can we support the foundation, right. how we can bring that into more communities, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, once again, you know, I said it there. I said, I'm not saying this is the solution. What I am saying is a part of a solution that we need to discuss and find ways to fund it. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the Black Lives Matter session was uh, very interesting. Um, I think somebody had said something before that erupted before you came in. And that sister that was in our session uh, who said that she started uh, a LBDTQI uh, organization 45 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said something about, um, I guess, all of us working together and not, you know, mm-hmm. focus on anybody's gender or what have you. And she came, I, I went up there because I was trying to talk to somebody and she was right next to me. And she said, oh, I like what he said, but I don't know if that's really what she is action-wise doing, um, you know, because it seems a lot of promotion um, around this whole thing about LBDTQUIS, whatever I call it. The, <laughs> myth, the alphabet. The rainbow. I'm going to call it the rainbow family. Somebody yeah. referred to the rainbow family. Um, you know, I don't believe that it should be pushed. No. I think they have, no. They should have a right to who they are, what they want to do. Yes, but to put I agree with that. To our, our children from five years and up, oh, of course like it's not. okay to make no. a choice at years old and your brain is not really fully developed until you're 18. It just makes no sense to me. Exactly. So uh, there, there is an agenda, and uh, they've had their own conference, I understand. Uh, this rainbow committee has had their own uh, uh, conferences where their goal is to push this whole um, concept across the globe, um, and it, it really is uh, detrimental to the family, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And it as a depopulation uh, move, a eugenics move, and uh, I remember going into a debate on WhatsApp with this brother that is part of PFM when I made a statement about it, and then he sent me a video um and I think it was, is the brother from, is it Kenya? No, it wasn't Kenya. Um, uh, Uganda, I think, because they're uh, uh, really against it. And um, 
and he basically was saying that, you know, people have a right to who they be. Yeah, they do have a right, but they don't have to be pushed. You don't have to push our young people into something that they don't even know what, what it means. And, and the fact that it means that you will not be able to bear children. And though your example of this artificial way of doing it is, and I guess that's the way they're going to have, have children, the artificial way. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that, I, I, I pulled that piece. Uh, and I did that, I think, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Even way back, a brother did a presentation mm-hmm. just very similar to what I just spoke about here in terms of an artificial mm-hmm. womb outside of the body attached to a man. Oh, a woman involved okay. attached to a man. This is not about mm-hmm. women. This is almost mm-hmm. like, if you know, getting rid of all women. You mm-hmm. know, Men. Mm. This is mm. about men, you know. Mm. And so, uh, uh, you know, but then, of course, you have women who, you know, want to be men, just like I read uh, at the beginning in the Inya Sassim, uh, Dr. Francis Crest Wells. And let me just state that piece again, because, you know, she she said this. She said, the white man's insistence that he is superior to the white female and his forcing his his psychological dynamic in white family life has caused the white female in turn to wish that she could share his power and his status and symbolically to have a penis of her own. (laughs) Yeah, you can read that in the ISIS papers. You know, mm-hmm. penis envy, because Caucasian has mm. had penis envy from day one. Mm. You know, mm. as it relates to us, and of course, mm. knowing that his his woman wants that, it's a whole di- it's a whole dynamic. <laughs> you yeah, know? I'm, I'm I'm looking at when um, Ray mentioned the fact that Don Lemon had been fired. I mm-hmm. went to do the research. You know, now we know that he's gay. And he's been um, saying things against women to the point where they said they can't take it no more. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He said that Nikki Haley was not in her prime after she said that most politicians are not in their prime. He said, you're not in your prime either. But that was back in February. So Mm. here in April, he said he didn't get a a direct notice from anybody. He just saw it on social media. He had been fired. (laughs) And that's how he knew he got fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's what he gets. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, Nikki Haley ain't. And in her pride. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Man. Yeah. So they, I guess they tied him yeah. to the side women. Well, I guess he, he well, doesn't me, have much basis for women either. Right. Um, Although he may say he does, but when he makes remarks like that, that mm-hmm. that throws the the I guess the lesbians get real upset about. I want to I want to say something to uh, brother uh, Theo Lusk, Go Ted ahead. Lusk, my God, and but I want you to think about. I, I'm gonna, I'm going to come back to you, Mama Nabantu, of, of your overall impression of uh, the state of the Black World Conference. Okay. 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 Thank you. Three four four three four four. Good afternoon. 
344, good afternoon. 344, good afternoon. Okay. Maybe Ted Lusk is not on. So, okay, Mama Nabonte, we only have a couple brother, of minutes. Brother, brother, oh, okay. yes, you are. Hey, what's yes, up, dear I'm brother? Sorry. I just want to say. I'm away from the phone just that quick. <laughs> Look, um, you know something? Um, I um, I know you, 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 you pull up the time, but it has generated some interest in the uh, Joseph McMillan Conference of the Black Family that usually uh, is held in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and they usually have their conferences like February or March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I, now you've kind of galvanized because who is making definitions of what the family is now these days, right? Mm-hmm. And so you yeah. have these different kinds of pockets of people who are making these definitions, and it appears as though it's being overshadowed by our idea and right. our positioning on who and what the back family is. So, um, look, we'll, we'll talk more. This is a part two, I'm sure. Okay, no doubt, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. How you been? Peace, brother. All right, peace. Uh, say that again? I said, how have you been? Uh, I've been fine. Been fine. Been, been listening in, but also been multitasking at the same time. So I, I haven't you. had too much to say at all. But um, I'm, I'm still tuning in and still listening. Still right learning. On. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate right. you, Ted. Peace. Four oh four, four oh four, good afternoon. Four oh four six nine seven. Four oh four six nine seven. Good afternoon. Four oh four. Four oh four six nine seven. All right. Let me go back to Mama Nabantu. Mama Nabantu. Give give me your impression of the State of the Black World Conference overall. Are you talking to me? Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, overall, I think it was um, intense in that there were so many different topics that were discussed that relate to our community. And um, I noticed while we were there promoting PAFM through our postcards and what have you in the statement that Asada made in our session yesterday. Um, she out of California or Mississippi? Asada? Sister Asada? She's in Houston. Sister, oh, the, the sister in, uh, Asada Houston. that did the workshop on gentrification? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's in Houston. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and her point that she made about um, the fact that she's been involved with the Pan-Africanist movement and was questioning right. about what was being done within our own communities. And I think that with all the different um, different uh, sessions that we had, um, I didn't get a chance to go to any of the ones that were, uh, you know, people from the continent that were speaking. I right. know that the sister from Vice President of Columbia right. spoke in terms of their connection. Do you remember her name? Do you have a name for her? For the sister, do you remember her name? Was it Valdez? Was that her last name? I don't know, and I'd love to find out somebody who may have it, because I have a friend in Columbia, because I sent the sister a picture of her. You know, uh-huh. I don't know who she is. Yeah, I, suppose. I have a, a student who used to work in uh, South America, and I, okay. I, while we were there, I texted her, okay. and she she told me, um, I told her the vice president of Columbia was speaking, and she responded with the name. Oh, okay, okay, and, I'll get that from you later then. 
Yeah. yeah. I'll get that from right. you later. Okay. Yeah, but it was a lot to to grasp yeah. and to um you know, to get into. So I'm still I gotta write a report. Um and uh, brother chairman of uh, PFM asked each of us over there to to give him a one page, two page okay. uh, summary of what we thought about the conference. And I did record a lot of it. So I'm going to go back over my recording okay. and put together a statement. Yeah. My my overall opinion, you know, I guess I, I found out about it and I paid my registration, you know, and all I got was a, a program booklet of the, of the itinerary and a paper bag. There was no water. <laughs> There was no car. There was no offer. I'm like, wow, is that it? For two, I know you have oh. to. I know you have to pay. Were, were some of those breakfasts? Did you attend any of those breakfasts? Invitation only. Although they said some of them, there weren't that many people right. there. You could, you could have just walked in. But uh, oh, see, the overall thing is that I think it was the wrong place to have this conference. Yes, I agree. I, they have to walk a mile from the yeah. hotel. Yeah. To where. Uh, it was, the actual event was taking place it was too much walking, mm-hmm. uh, especially for elders and, yeah. and myself. I knee issues, mm-hmm. so it was uh, very difficult to do all of that walking, trying to get from, you know, what um, I was able to. Yeah, because even in. even the uh, um, the Jamaican restaurant or the Trinidadian restaurant that we went to that was serving Jamaican food, which was good, was like yeah. about six blocks. Yeah. You know? Half a mile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so that was a criticism I think I heard from some other people too mm-hmm. that, um, in fact, the sister that did the libation was critical of the fact that um, it was not a good place to have the conference. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from and, I, I like a conference that has the vendors mm-hmm. right near the uh, uh, conference. Uh, plenary sessions, the breakout rooms, and so forth. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. So in, instead of the mm-hmm. vendors being somewhere else where you got to go to them, and that's tough for vendors because I know vendors mm-hmm. want you to look at their wares. So as you go in and out of these rooms and conferences and breaks and so forth, you constantly pass by their place, you know, other, and you can see what they have to offer and so forth. And uh, mm-hmm. it was stated that um, uh, they really didn't announce. You know, hey, brothers and sisters, make sure you go by the vendors, you know, from from the podium. They didn't do that, you know. Yes, they did. They did. They did do that, finally. Okay. Yeah. I know they didn't they do did. it early on because it was mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, later on, then we're going on the, make sure you go and visit okay. the vendors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did hear the brother say that, uh, the one mm-hmm. that was helping with the microphone. Yeah, I did hear him say that cons- consistently from uh, Saturday. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't hear too much Thursday and, and a little bit on on Friday. But anyway, yeah. Uh, and and I think that there was some good resource people, some good, you know, uh, I, I thought there was some good pre- pre- presentations. Um, but, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, what, what, yeah, what, they, what they come out with. Uh, uh, looks like they were having their own thing in adjacent to what we were doing. Um with Kim Pool, Pool, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they they did some good things. Um, I went in there and um, had a chance to see some of the things that they were doing and how they're using music, you know, to deal with uh, our political issues. 
Oh, okay. So, uh, and that was downstairs, right? No, that was on the same floor as same, we were. Oh, and they had uh, you, they had the uh, massage tables out and everything like that, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. It was, yeah, I uh, experienced that that <laughs> I got on that table and they stressed me to no end. I was like, wow, I didn't know. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> you were a mama yeah. the bonder, you deserved that. <laughs> <laughs> that <Yeah>. relaxation. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Well, not enough people were there. That was the other thing. Huh? There was there was not enough young people there. Oh, I'm telling you. I mean, if if anything, for us as African people, we need to capture young people. We need to get mm-hmm. young people involved. We need to to, mm-hmm. to help them understand that this struggle that we are in. But see, a lot of the young people are captivated by the material, captivated by the music, captivated by all these other scenes and so forth. And, and, and of course, if you're in America, you think individually, materially. Yeah, they, yeah. they should have had more entertainment. They should yes. have some of those people performing that would have brought them there. Yes, exactly. Just, you know, the drumming mm-hmm. was cool, but it's just, there yeah. should have been more culture I agree. entertainment. I agree. Thank you, Mama Nabata. Yeah. appreciate you. All right. All right, dear. Thank you. All right. All right. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E. Because under the feet of African people lies all, lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure in the hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shemhotep means go in peace. Isante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier. Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Have a blessed and wonderful day, family. Hope to see you on Wednesday. Peace. <laughs>